see you. Yeah, it's been a while, man. You got uh, you got down there all right? Yeah, I made it down to Big D, Dallas, Texas. Now we're really doing this remote, huh? Yeah. It's good, man. It's uh, it's a different world down here, but it's uh, it's a good change. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I, yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, we're, uh, well, nothing's changed here. Yeah, although yeah. <laughs> although the little guys, kindergarten, first and second grade, they were able to go back to school this week, two days a week. I saw somebody post on that. Yeah, so my, my second grader got cool. to go, and uh, his first day was Tuesday, and you would have thought he went to Disney World. He was so excited, right? Like, I mean, yeah. he came home. Dad, it was so cool. We ate lunch. We went outside, like... You know, but but he's also they're making him wear the masks in the building the whole time, uh-huh. and he went in there today, and by ten thirty the nurse had called and said that he said he had a stomach ache, and yeah. that he said it was because of the stupid mask. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but but here's what's crazy, dude: is he, the nurse said that we have to take him to the doctor. Or, and get him cleared for COVID, or he can't go back to school physically for 10 days. And I'll tell you one thing, we're not taking him to the doctor because he had a stomach ache because he ate too much chocolate. Like he had a donut, he had a donut for breakfast here, he had frosted flakes and chocolate milk at the school somehow. I don't know why they gave him that. And he's got a stomach ache. (laughs) Like no kidding, you have a stomach ache, dude. Like you gotta poop. I mean, come on. That's insane yeah. that they, they then want you just because you didn't feel good to get a COVID test. Yep. Ten, so for 10 days, and it's like written in there, like that he complained of a stomach ache and a headache. And, you know, I was like, did you say you had a headache? He's like, no. I'm like, what? Come on, man. Like, so. It's just over the top, man. Dude, the, he took the bus to school the first day or Tuesday. There were two kids total on the bus. What, what's the point yeah. of that? Come on. Yeah. I mean, let's let's do a cost analysis there of, yeah. you know, paying the bus driver, gassing up the bus, driving the bus, taking two kids to school and back. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. But yeah. I think that, that's the segue between the difference in the great commonwealth of Virginia and the state of Texas. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. All four of my kids are in school, man. In person. They're being a little weird on some of the like social distancing and masks, but yeah. I think you know, just got to do what you got to do. So they're like sitting at like they're having lunch at tables. I think there's like three to a table, and they're sort of distance out. They're expected to wear their masks pretty much all day. Some teachers seem more like um, lenient than others. Yeah, <laughs> I would say probably smarter than others. My one son said he had to go for an outdoor run, and the, the PE teacher made them all wear masks the entire outdoor run. It's like, what on earth? Why would you do that? Dude, that, that in it's itself is sense. just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that everything clears up soon, miraculously. Did you, uh, just speaking of the, the whole COVID crap, did you catch any of the, uh, the World Series or you know, what was supposed to be the World Series? Yeah, just a little bit. So, I, me too. I, I watched bits and pieces, you know, a couple innings of each game. But um, what's what's blowing my mind is this whole Justin Turner thing from the Dodgers, right? So, he, he tested positive for COVID. 
during the, the, I think it was game seven, right? So he had to leave the game, right? They pulled him because it tested positive. No problem. Well, the Dodgers are game six. In the right. middle of the game? Like right right at the beginning of the game, they pulled him. Okay. So I think he was in the initial lineup, and I could be wrong, but I think he was in the initial lineup, and they ended up pulling him. So anyways, they end up winning the World Series. Uh-huh. He goes back out on the field with a mask on, holding the trophy. And he is being castrated publicly right now. As if he is the devil himself and he should go to hell and he's killing all these people and he's so selfish and this and this and this. I mean, dude, I'm reading articles like the USA Today, I think, starts out with like something along the lines of over a million people have selflessly quarantined themselves once they were tested positive for COVID. And Justin Turner couldn't do it for two hours because he's so selfish. And I'm sorry, I don't know anybody that has won the World Series. So (laughs) I I think it's okay to risk contaminating other people with a cold to hold up that World Series trophy. One that he may never, ever, ever get to experience again. Yeah, probably the biggest accomplishment of his life. And, oh, that is just, that just makes me just laugh and cry at the same time. It's so insane. It's ridiculous. And and people yeah. are just, I mean, it's just like stone after stone after stone. I had not heard that. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. So first off, it's an outdoor stadium. I mean, so let's just get that out there. He's following yeah. protocol. He's wearing a mask. Yeah. He's around his teammates. I highly doubt that any of his teammates are going to come out publicly and be like, yeah, what, a, what an asshole. He shouldn't have done that. Like... I just think people need to freaking get over themselves and just move on and live life and stop complaining about every single thing that pops up. Right? Yeah. I mean, focus on yourself. Uh, if you want to wear a mask, focus on your freaking self. Because the thing all is, all these people that want them to do it and everyone they know to do it, when it, there's zero, zero evidence that it protects from viruses. It's just, it's like a cult. I mean, same thing with like BLM. You're like bowing down. And if you're not like one thing, you're, you're just the opposite. There's yep. no gray. You're either, you know, with them or you're a racist. You either wear a mask or you're completely selfish and you're the villain and you're basically evil. But like we've talked about a million times, but what does the actual science say? And I sent you that thing. Yeah. <laughs> The Fauci had his name on. I don't. I don't know exactly what it was, but it's like some people were saying the point of that medical article was to say that there were mistakes made during that flu of whatever nineteen twenties or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And one of the big mistakes was people started wearing masks and started getting upper respiratory like bacterial infections, and that's what's killing a lot of people. So it's like I don't know. Dude, I, it's I, interesting that the whole Fauci story is very interesting. We've talked about that a lot. Because like, yep. now even Trump is saying, like, you know, he's going against the things he's against himself. And I think he actually called him out at the debate and said, like, I think he's a Democrat. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just bizarre, man. Yeah, it's it, it, it really is just getting uh, – I mean, it's been out of control forever, right? But I think – I mean, at least from what I've seen, people that were even like ultra, like paranoid and freaked out towards the beginning, even they're starting to 
kind of open their eyes and go, come on, like, are, are, are you serious right now? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I know, look, don't get me wrong. I know a couple people that have had it and it, it wiped them out. Like they flat out yeah. said it was the, like they would walk from their bed to the, to the fridge and they're completely out of breath. Like, uh-huh. so, so I'm not downplaying it, but at the same time, dude, if, if, I mean, think about it. If you get shot in the heart by a gun, you're probably going to die. But if one person gets shot by a gun, you're not going to not go out of your house ever again because someone got shot by a gun. Like, it's just, the whole thing is just, it's blown so out of proportion that, you know, I mean, and and the thing is, too, I mean, you look at, I don't know, dude, all the people that are just, all they're doing is sitting at home and, you know, watching social media 24-7 or watching the news 24-7. It's like, like we we have, because if you think that this whole thing ends with COVID-19... Wait till COVID twenty hits and COVID twenty one and COVID twenty two. Like this is going to be a a. It's basically a new industry that the federal government has created or the world order yeah. has created. Oh, it is. Yeah, and you know when you talk about the gun analogy, like there's actual proof. If you're afraid of getting shot by a gun and you walk out with a bulletproof vest, like that actually makes sense because those things are proven to stop bullets, right? But walking out of your house with a mask to stop COVID, there's no comparison. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's crazy, yeah. dude. I mean, but I did, I, I read something and I don't know, again, I don't know what's true, what's not. But, but I did read something about Listerine and baby shampoo. And that within, I think it was within like 20 seconds, both of them kill coronaviruses. That's crazy. But, I think but, I saw something on that too. But just imagine if that is true. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so another thought when you said New World Order and like the government, listen to, if you haven't already heard, Joe Rogan with Alex Jones and Tim Dillon. I think it's just like his most recent one, maybe I, his second to most I recent saw that, but I haven't listened to it yet. It's just amazing. And, you know, who knows how much of it's true. Like, he see, he tends to back his stuff up with facts and, yeah. like, actual stuff. So Joe Rogan, it's kind of a back and forth where Joe Rogan's saying, like, oh, hold on, hold on, let's look that up, let's verify. Because it's just so crazy how anyone that's against the, you know, the wisdom of the, like, the known wisdom, or like we talk about, like, well, obviously, like, masks are safe. And obviously humans are causing the world to gl- to warm up. And obviously, like, all these things that are so obvious and it's, it's settled science. Like, the ones that just question it are considered conspiracy theorists, right? But the actual conspiracy theorists are typically the ones that are onto the truth. Yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of cases. I mean, this guy is messed up on, I think, the Sandy Hook thing. But, like, he was right on Epstein and, like, Harvey Weinstein and, like, all this other stuff and skull and bones. And so it's just... It's really interesting stuff and how it just kind of reminded me about how like our battles are not necessarily about Democrat and Republican. Our battles are about good and evil. Yeah. And it's, you know, evils on both sides and there's both sides that are involved in these child trafficking rings and for sure. Um, it's interesting stuff though. You should, you should check it out. Apparently there was just thinking of the, uh, the, the child rings, apparently there is a farm 
in Lovettsville that was like highly tied and connected to all that stuff. So like the Pizzagate stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. How'd you find out about that? One of my uh, one of my guys that actually uh, works with me was like, "Hey, dude, uh, I was li- he he saw some article somewhere and he he was like telling me about it and I like I looked up the address. I was like, "Holy crap, dude! That's like a mile down the road." Like, <laughs> it was somebody within Clinton's orbit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like some big like big. Like high up within that, not like Podesta or anything like that, but someone in that whole thing. And I guess yeah. they they like there was like recordings and emails of, you know, hey, we'll see you at the farm, you know, on Saturday. There'll be extra special surprises, like all this code stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, what the heck, man? Like, <laughs> this shit's everywhere. <laughs> man, it's so messed up. It's so messed up, but dude. It is something like you'd see in a movie, like Lovettsville. Like the rolling green hills with the nice farm, colonial style home with like all like it's just you and, can't and, make and this the stuff thing up. is like honestly, dude. I mean, like I told you when when the state of Virginia passed all those you know ridiculous you know gun laws, the town of Lovettsville voted right unanimously I think to declare Lovettsville a gun sanctuary city, right? So which. Okay. What better place to hide if you're a kid toucher than, you know, gun tote in America, right? Like, hide right in the middle of it. No one's going to mess with you because no one's going to know. Yeah. No one's going to suspect that, right? Like, Yeah. The idea of a gun sanctuary city in a country where you're allowed to keep and bear arms is just hilarious. But that's what I mean. The fact that you have to say that, like, come on, guys, yeah. right? Like, But then you have, you know, just, just speaking of the, the state of Virginia, I don't know if you've heard any of the stuff that's going on with VMI right now? No. So Virginia Military Institute. So I guess uh, the, the good old, you know, blackface Klansman uh, Northam has, we're not sure yeah. which one he is. He may have been both. Who knows? But <laughs> apparently he announced a, uh, like an investigation into VMI because I guess they have a tradition of racism, you know, throughout the university, whatever, because they're in the deep south. So amongst all of it, the, uh, the, I guess it's the superintendent or the president, he's, I think he's a four-star general, basically resigned, like stepped down during this, all, this whole thing. Um, okay. It's just, it's crazy because it's, it's funny to me because Northam, he was a VMI grad. And as far as I know, Northam is kind of a, I don't know, questionable character, we'll say. Right, I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely to, questionable to say the least. So I think it's just it's ironic that he is the one heading up this investigation or like appointing like you know special like investigators and all this crap to go in and turn a bunch of stuff over. There's talk of like defunding the university, all kinds of just crazy crap. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's but but again, like, shouldn't you explore that stuff first before you start flipping the apple cart over? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, this, it's, it's this just, state drives me it's nuts. It's so bizarre how you just see it over and over again where it's like the people, it's almost like projecting. Like the people that are in the positions, well, I mean, take Russia and Ukraine. Like all the talk about Russia and all the talk about that call with Ukraine and the, and the impeachment over it, for goodness sakes. Yeah. But what was the actual problem? <laughs> like Hillary was in bed with the Russians. And the Bidens were involved with the Russians in the Ukraine, 
and trying like it's just and now the stuff that's come out in the past week like obviously i get it like it's almost the election so obviously it's probably time but that doesn't mean that it's not true right or that it's some sort of like like they're saying russian smear campaign or russian disinformation i don't know if you saw the dude Bobolinsky in his interview yeah yeah that was crazy dude yeah it's just nuts but the fact that nobody's asking biden one single question it's like come on man right i mean it's which by the way there's a documentary that we just watched last night and if you want to watch it you should probably watch it before they pull it down um, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. It's okay. called The Plot to Destroy the President. Okay. It is dynamite. It is so really? good. Oh, dude, it is so good. And they get into, they really spend a lot of time talking about, you know, General Flynn, right? Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. And just why they, why, like, think about it. Why him? Why go after him amongst all these other people? And they do a a phenomenal job of explaining exactly why, right? Really? Because, well, because he was, you know, I mean, he was the head of the DIA. Yeah. Right? So he knew all kinds of stuff. He knew what was going on. He knew the shady backdoor stuff, you know? And then yeah. as soon as, like, because they weren't banking on Trump winning, then all of a sudden he won. They're like, shit, we got to make this guy go away. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and Flynn was, I mean, he was never one to just go along with, the crowd. He, I mean, I remember when he was the J2 when I was in Afghanistan and people, you know, talking about how he was kind of just like anti, like he, he would he'd basically stand up against the people that people wouldn't stand up against. Yep. And he was writing white papers that were anti-establishment in a sense. And so, yeah. Cause you know why he, he was, he was like the equivalent to like a player's coach, right? He, he was the guy that was, like, his loyalty was to his guys and gals. It wasn't to the people that he was reporting to, right? Yeah. So if Petraeus, you didn't like what Petraeus he said. Petraeus was seen as the opposite because Petraeus was Commander Isaac when I was there, and people saw him as just like, hmm. you know, I don't know if I ever told you, they called him King David. No kidding. Yeah, like military people under him would make fun of him with that name. And I was like, wait, who's King David? And they're like, General Petraeus. And I was like, oh, ha-ha. Because like, they're basically saying, like, he lives in his little, like, because he did, he did. He never came out. He would, he had his little like private dining area there. He never ate with the rest of us. He had his little, he had a private gym in his little, his little personal quarters. So he, like, you never really saw him outside of his like little general like round table. Maybe, uh, maybe he knew COVID was coming, so he wanted to just start isolating. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, he was too involved with Paula Broadwell at that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was there. I, I told you that, right? No. Yeah, I, she would come into our office oh, and dude, interview my awesome. boss because she was writing her book about Petraeus. And my boss and Petraeus were big-time buddies that went way back. So she would always come in, and I was like, I even told somebody, I was like, is there something going on with like her and Petraeus? And they're like, are you nuts? No, he's married. And I was like, I don't know. It just seems a little fishy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, you know darn well that if you have that feeling – like it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you. I mean, especially like you know, someone like you, dude. You, you can read people pretty damn well, right? Like you can just kind of you get that little that spidey sense. You're like, mm, something isn't right here, dude. Like, yeah, it was more the way she acted than the way he acted, because she hmm. was the one that seemed kind of like protective and like always had to be there around him, and so that's funny, man. Good, good times, good times. Yeah, that's uh, 
That is funny, man. So, yeah, I figured I'd pick your brain on uh, 75 hard, close the loop. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, crazy ride. I mean, absolutely crazy ride. So, I think I lost, what, 50, 53 pounds total? That's nuts. Um, yeah, dude, I went from 275 to 222. And, uh, yeah, you were, your goal was 225 at the end. Yeah, well, and it was like a, it was like a almost unrealistic because the second to last week I had dropped down to 230, right? And I was like, all right, I got five more pounds to go. So that, that second to last week I stopped lifting and I did two cardios a day. So for eight days I did two cardios, right? And I, dude, I was doing sprints and I was doing burpees and I was doing pull-ups like that. I was just going as hard as I could thinking if I shed all this weight by walking, I'm going to just like throw it off, man. Eight days of that shit. I didn't, I didn't lose one pound. That's crazy. I was 230 pounds. Everything was exactly the same. I didn't lose one pound. That last seven days, I went back to doing one walking cardio, and I did, I think I did two, like, hit workouts, but for the most part, just walking in the morning, and then back to lifting again in, at night, and I ended up shedding, you know, seven pounds, eight pounds. Yeah. So, it's, it was crazy, but then, just from a weight loss standpoint, when I stopped 75 hard... I took a, what, a two, I guess about a two-week break, right, before yeah. phase one. And I I gained seven pounds in that two-week period. Yeah. I still drank all the water. I still did the two workouts a day. I still read. The only thing I didn't do was I reintroduced carbs. Uh-huh. And I reintroduced some beer and some whiskey. Not a lot, but I did introduce yeah. some. But let me tell you, yeah. man, the carbs, like pizza, pasta, rice, dude, I ate it on a Friday or a Saturday. I was dragging ass two days later. Really? Dude, it was crazy, man. Like it well, was. Well, I guess that, that makes sense because those weren't like clean carbs. No, exactly. That's exactly I think it. if you introduced like oats and quinoa and like some good, like you probably would have felt actually more energized when you would lift. Yeah, that's right. that, that's you're probably right. I mean, it was. I think it was. I was. I didn't have any cravings, right? Like, yeah. And as a matter of fact, so on day seventy six, so the day after I finished, uh, you know, my wife and I went to one of the local bars, and I was like, I was so excited to have a beer, just a beer. And yeah. uh, we sat down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a pumpkin beer. So I got one, and I was so excited. She's like, Oh, let me take your picture. Almost like it was my twenty first birthday. <laughs> and I, I took a sip, and I was like, "Ugh, this is disgusting." It tasted like, I don't know, like I took a, a spoonful of sugar. That's what it tasted like, right? And I was like, "Oh yeah. man!" So I like, I told the waitress, "Like, hey, you know, can I get something else?" I was like, "She's like, okay, do you want me to take that back?" I'm like, "No, I'll drink it, right? Like, I'm not yeah. gonna be that guy." So I drank it. I got another beer. I got a uh, like a Lagunitas IPA, which typically I like. Took two sips and like. Man, this is this is kind of sweet too. Like, yeah. So it was it was funny because everybody wanted to know 
so what was it like, dude? Like, like your beer, like how was it? I'm like, overrated. Yeah. Like o- overrated, and I kind of, not that I feel felt like a like a piece of shit or anything, but I kind of did a little bit, right? Like <laughs> because I mean it's it's almost like it's like having a hit streak, right? Like let's say you had a 75 game hit streak, and then you took a day off. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna throw you off, right? So like yeah. mentally, it like it was messing with me, man. Like it really did. Yeah. I was like, damn it, this sucks. Yeah. Like what am I doing, right? Um, yeah. But altogether, read twelve books. So I, I try to get the thirteenth book done, but I got halfway through, didn't finish it. Um, but I don't know, dude. It was definitely. Uh, Huge, huge, huge change, right? I mean, I got my yeah. got my shirt. This is this is really all I wanted was the shirt. What is that? It's oh, that's uh, seventy-five hard. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't the same, nice. right? That's awesome. I picked up one of the coins. Nice. All right. That is awesome. And and then I got my uh, my guy that that works with me. He finished last Friday, right? So he's done. Yeah. And then I got two more guys uh, that work for me that are, today is week 10, or sorry, day 10 for them. Okay. I think I saw something on LinkedIn about that. Yeah. So, so that was cool. Yeah, it's, kind, was it's cool. cool, man, because there's all these people, and uh, I did, I actually officiated a wedding last Friday, and as I was there, there was a girl that, I don't know, someone, someone had said something about 75 Hard. And she's like, oh, I'm on day 74. And I looked at her and I went, I said, you know that you are the first person that I've met that is not a friend? Like, that doesn't come from our orbit of referring it. You're the first person I've met that has even done it, like tried to do it. And I said, you're on day 74. And what was happening was everybody at the wedding was giving her a hard time. Like, come on, you can have a drink. You can have a drink. Just add another day. Just add another day. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And, dude, I went off. I'm like, you know what? I was like, F you, F you, F you. I'm like, don't listen to these guys. I'm like, listen, you are going to be so ashamed of yourself if you wake up tomorrow morning knowing that on day 75, you screwed up the day before. I was like, don't do it. Like, stay strong. Keep going at it. So, and I told her, I said, by the way, even if you try to take a sip, I said, I'm going to knock that effing glass out of your hand all night long. So... Don't do it. They're just picking on you because they can't do it. So don't yeah. even listen to them. And uh, yeah. so she ended up, she didn't do anything. She didn't break it that day. I hope she made it through day 75, but I don't know. Right? Like, if you make it that far, I can't even imagine. If she was, was she even thinking about it? I don't know. Thinking about it. She like, was probably playing around. She was probably playing around, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like humoring them, kind of. Um, yeah. But it's just funny, though, man, because. Like, you, you see, I mean, you, you probably see it too, man. I see all the people out there, like, on Instagram that claim, they claim that they did it or, like, yeah, I mean, dude, there was one guy I saw, I swear to God, he he was probably in worse shape than he was when he supposedly started it, right? Like, his before and after yeah. picture, and he had yeah. this shirt on, and I got so mad, I'm like, you bastard, like, <laughs> like take that off, man, like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Because then you see yeah. people, dude. I mean, I've seen I've seen females that have lost, you know, 120 pounds, 
and you're like, okay, you now you did it. Like, good job, right? Yeah. Like, or look at yeah. how much weight we all lost, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think between you, me, and this guy Andy, we between the three of us, we probably lost 120 pounds or 130 pounds between three people. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's so huge, man, and it's not even about the weight loss number. It's all about your mindset. Right. I mean, yeah, you get all those awesome benefits, but really you just start to, like we talked about, you start to think you you can accomplish whatever you want. Like you start to have that self-esteem and you also like, you just have no more patience for like excuses. Yep. With yourself or, or others. 100%. I mean, it's, uh, it's funny because with phase one, I was, so I, I, I took those two weeks off. The first week I just kind of did whatever. Like I, you know, I continued to do most of the things. I didn't worry about really what I was eating. Didn't worry about drinking, whatever. But the second week, so the week, I guess this is last week. I, I was psyching myself out of phase one because of the cold shower. Right. Yeah. Like I was psyching myself out. So, so I spent a full week practicing, right. And this is, this is what's <laughs> funny, right. Cause I think, I think after going through what we went through, like we've got some pretty, pretty solid mental toughness, right. Not, we can always get better, but I think it's pretty, pretty damn good foundation. So what's funny though, is I tried every day for seven days, man. And I could not complete the full five minutes. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And so then I told myself I was going to start phase one on, on Saturday, this past Saturday. And, but I really wanted to make some lasagna and I bought all this stuff to make lasagna like a week before. And I was like, right, I got to eat it because I haven't had it in like a year. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I pushed it to Sunday and on Sunday I was like, damn, I got to take, I got to take the cold shower. And I failed the last seven days. Right. Yeah. So I got in there. And you may have seen the video. I put a video out on Instagram of it, but not not of the shower, not of the shower. But I but I ended up just cranking Johnny Cash, right? And dude, I was in there, and I was singing and yelling as loud as I could. And that song, "It's God's Gonna Cut You Down," is two minutes and thirty eight seconds. So I played yeah. it twice. The first minute was brutal. I mean, brutal. My nuts were up in my stomach. I could bear, like you're like gasping for air, you're like <gasps> like trying yeah. to breathe. After a minute, didn't feel anything. I was completely was, was that like your breaking point for the other days leading up to it? Was it around the minute? No, I made it to two minutes. I think I made it to like three minutes prior to that. The problem yeah. was, and I and I'm convinced. And, and this is this is like a rhetorical question. Why is it that we, right, people, can do something when we know we have to do it, but uh-huh. when we know we should do it, we don't do it, right? So, like the cold yeah. shower, because I hadn't started the phase one yet, I knew subliminally somehow I knew I didn't have to do it, yeah. right? Like I'm not going to be a bitch for not doing it, but dude, yeah. Sunday. Did it. Bam. Monday, I was a little worried because I couldn't blast the music because everybody in the house was sleeping. 
But I still, bam, did it. Right? Yeah. Tuesday, did it. Wednesday, did it. Today, did it. Like, now it's my favorite part. It's kind of like, like we used to talk about with the outdoor workout. We used to seek yeah. out the hottest point. You know, the, the rain. Like, if you knew it was going to rain, you, you're going out there to, like, seek the challenge and see, like, all right, yeah, this is, this is awesome. That's yeah. kind of how the cold shower has become that to me now where I'm like, five days in, I'm like, oh, I dig this, man. Like, and it, and it yeah. is awesome because when you get out of the shower – I don't know about you, but after you take a normal shower, I feel like it takes forever, especially in the summertime, to dry off. Because you're almost like sweating when you get out of the shower. Yeah. Dude, the cold shower, I swear to God, you get out, you take the towel, it's like, wipe, wipe, you're dry. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it's awesome, dude. It is <laughs> awesome. The toughest part, I think, is the visualization. That, uh, that's been tough. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, just real quick, yeah. I, I think we got to run. But what are the what are the main differences for phase one? So, phase one is everything from seventy five hard. It's all yeah. the same things, but you also have to add three additional like critical tasks. Right. So, think back okay. to his his win the day podcast. Yeah. Like powerless. Yep. So it's that. So it's three additional. So, on seventy five hard, you weren't required to do five, but a lot of people did five. So if you did five with 75 hard, then you have to do eight with phase one. Okay. If you didn't do any with, with 75 hard, then you have to do three with phase one. So like, like I'm doing things like, you know, my, mine are, are simple. Like the first one was like, you know, clean my office, you know, get reports out, you know, and then work on the website, right? You know, then I did one day, I was like, you know, get a post out for strength and honor, you know, work, like revise a budget. Um, and then, you know, get a, get a post out for strength and honor as well. You know, today it's post out for strength and honor. It was try to sell a few more hats and then do a podcast, right? Like things that, that you're not doing every day, but you know, if you do, it makes all the difference in the world. Right. Yeah. And then the other one is the visualization. It's 10 minutes of uninterrupted visualization. So like, like for instance, like for me, it's, you know, debt free, buying a, you know, buying a lake house, buying a beach house, like, but seeing yourself, you already bought it. You already bought the house or opening up a barbecue restaurant. You already opened it and being able to, you know, just kind of be alone in a room and picture what's, what's the name of the restaurant? Like, yeah, you know, like, like, where is it? Is it in the mountains? Is it on the water? Is it? You know, are the, are the smokers outside? Are they inside? Like, can you smell the food? Can you taste the food? Is it a family place? Is it like a, a local drunk hangout? Like, what, what do you yeah. see in that place? So it's like, I've already accomplished it. This is what I'm doing. And yeah. It, Dude, I, I need to get back to that. I, I was on a streak there for a while where I was doing it. And I think it makes a huge difference. 100%, man. Like, 100%. Yeah. It, it makes all the difference in the world because it's when you, I think when you get to that point, you you already recognize it. You almost know what to expect, right? Yeah. Like like even if it's like I don't know. Let's say you're you're picturing that and a fight breaks out. Like five years from now, when you get to that point and you see a guy, you're like, dude, I I can read that guy's body language. He's gonna start a fight. Let's get him out of here now. Like before yeah. the fight even happens, right? Like yeah, stuff like that, man. Um, but it's again, it's only day five, so. You know, yeah, but I think another thing it forces you to do is I think just if you're not 
proactively doing that, you tend to have visualizations that are negative, or a lot of people do. Like if you just go through your day and don't really think about it, you're imagining like all the negative things that could happen or that are happening. And so you have to be proactively like flipping that switch in your mind to go to the other place. If that makes sense. It makes, it makes total sense. I mean, it's, it's, that's one of the things that, you know, Frisella talks about when he explains it and he does a hell of a job explaining. I think it was that same podcast, two podcasts ago where he explains like the, the true difference between phase one, two and three. Right. And, you know, he was talking about visualization and how important it is to be able to do it and master that and continue to do that for the rest of your life. But if you start, like, say you're, you're supposed to do 10 minutes uninterrupted. Say you get two minutes in and all of a sudden your ex-girlfriend pops up in your visualization. Dude, you need to stop, take a deep breath and you start over. Like (laughs) she has no business being in there. Why are you there? Right. And and that's kind of the same point that you just made. You're allowing this, negative energy to kind of take over and you got to like stomp that shit out and be like, no, get the hell out of here. Like, this is, this is my brain. I'm controlling this shit. You're not controlling this. Right. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely cool, man. Um, but I also learned a couple other things that phase two, you can't start phase two until you take at least a 30 day break after phase one. So, okay. So phase one, like I'll finish phase one, I think November 21st, which is How many days is it? 30. Phase one? 30 30 days. days. Okay. Yep. So I'll finish and then I'll have, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So it'll be hard to to stay good and behave, but I'll do phase two, probably January 2nd. Okay. And that's 30 days, but phase two is 75 hard, nothing else. It's just what you did in 75 hard for 30 days. But here's the thing I did not know until I heard the podcast last week. Phase three, you can't begin phase three until 30 days before your anniversary of starting 75 hard. So so what happens is your last day of phase three is your one year anniversary of beginning the, the Live Hard program. Okay. So it really is a one year thing. It's not just 75 hard. That's just like the... The prerequisite. Yeah. That's the beginner, right? But think about that. You got to go, like, I say I finished February 2nd, phase two. I got to go February, March, April, May, June. Five months of behaving without being forced, which I just told you, I couldn't take the damn cold shower until I knew I had to take the cold shower. Yeah. Right? So I think that's the toughest part. Yeah. That's interesting because in theory, you're you should have established those habits at that point that's so that exactly it's not right. as, as difficult. That's, that's exactly. And that's why he says, and I know he said it in the past. Like if you, he's like, you know, if you go and become a fat fuck and you fuck up, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to fuck yourself. You're going to be sorry. But that now I understand why I was saying that because if you imagine you go on a freaking, an eating rampage for 50, you know, or five months and then you got to do <laughs> yeah. phase three and phase three is, 75 hard plus a couple things from phase two. And then you, yeah. and then you also got to introduce yourself to one stranger every day. And you got to really? do, you got to do a good deed for somebody every day. Okay. 
right? So you kind of hit that for just piece. somebody, or does it the good deed have to be for a stranger as well? Anybody. It it, it could be picking okay. up trash. It could be you know um, pushing the shopping carts together. Just do a good deed that serves yeah. somebody else, and you can't tell anybody about it. Which that's probably hard for the majority of people because anytime anybody does something good for somebody, the first thing they do is go tell everybody, "Hey, look what I did for this guy!" Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I already had to kind of make that that adjustment with my good deeds because I would have I would have been somebody in the past that would have probably found out found a way to make have somebody know about it yeah it's just it's not it doesn't feel the same man it doesn't man it feels so much better if you do it and you're the only one that knows yeah absolutely man I mean because then they you know then they pay it forward they do something for somebody else and it's just it's kind of cool you know Um, yeah man what else what else you got right now that was that was good Good stuff. It's good stuff, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just lifting now. Now I'm trying to put on like ten pounds of muscle. So, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get there. I think, like you said, like it's interesting for any listener that heard when you talked about the eight days of two cardios and how you didn't lose weight. I think that's important for people to realize. Like cardio is good for your heart and good it's just good for you like to get more in shape like um cardiovascular shape but i mean if you really want to lose weight you need to find a way to incorporate lifting and hit and like other things because i mean you see it all the time the people that are kind of like um what do they call it like healthy fat or um i can't remember the word for it Uh, but basically like the people that are always working out but can't seem to like lean out because they're just doing cardio and your body just doesn't respond to that as well but you also got to wonder what what's their what's their diet too right True. i mean i mean because honestly I'll, I'll tell you dude if i ever for the rest of my life if i ever want to cut weight again i'm jumping on the keto train because that shit was amazing i mean i'm telling you it was maybe like, maybe, I, maybe i need to go there i've never done it i've never been a huge believer if I'm honest, but maybe I just need to give it a I, shot at some point. I've never been a believer on any diet because I think they're douchey. <laughs> I do. I just think they're douchey, yeah. right? But, like, I can tell you it was I, – I think I picked it for the wrong reason. I didn't pick it to shed weight. I picked it because it was easy for me to – like, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of diets out there that are, like, there's a lot of gray area. Well, can I eat this? Can I eat this? Well, maybe I can get away with this. With keto, it's very easy. It's like – if it has carbs, don't touch it. Simple yeah. as that, right? I mean, so for me, that was easier to remember versus I know like like my, my guy, you know, my buddy, he, he was doing like macros. So he was measuring his food and weighing his food every single meal. And I told yeah. him flat out, I was like, dude, if I had to do that, I would have failed day one. There's no way I'm measuring shit out. I, I, no way, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't even have the patience to measure out my scoops of coffee. I just do two heaping scoop and throw it in like you know yeah so i don't know man but it's all yeah all good all right man all right well, good uh good catching up like i said i'll be down uh i'll be down there um you know in a couple weeks so we'll have to figure let's let's meet up get yeah, some barbecue we'll figure something out man no sauce though yeah. can't eat sauce but i'll eat the barbecue yeah, yeah. maybe some tex-mex just without the tortillas and yeah. Chips. That's right, man. Yeah, I know. All the good stuff, right? 
Yeah. Um, cool, man. All right, dude. Well, I'll All catch right. up with you. Uh, I'll catch up with you soon, man. All right, cool. All right. Later. Later, bro.